Hey there, literary fans, and welcome to episode 15 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host, Jeff, and today we're going to be reading chapter 15 of Bringing Balance, a book I wrote in a month. So if you're new to the podcast, you can always go to my website, jeffreadsthisbook.com, and there's a few ways to contact me on there. Or if you've just got money to burn, you can always buy a copy of this terrible book and read along. Super fun. So today, since we have a not-so-exciting chapter, I have on a special guest. She is famous for being one of the three people to read this book who did not write this book. Very exciting. So please welcome uh, the oft-mentioned wife, uh, this is Laura. Laura, say hi to the fans. Hello. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> this is so exciting. So I said I'd have a guest. Finally, we're doing it, right? Um, so, Laura, uh, so you're new to the podcast. Is this your first podcast? This is my first podcast. I am a podcast virgin. Okay. Okay. And um, let me see. So, okay, I wrote down a few things I was going to ask you about. Okay. All right. All right. First, first question was... Since this is a podcast that's really based around literature, what is your favorite book other than obviously this one, which would be number one? So why don't you give us two and three? What's two and three? Oh, 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 oh. (laughs) Um, My favorite book, um, after Bringing Balance, I guess I'd say. Absolutely. Uh, is Absolutely. Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> oh, okay. That is my favorite book. All right. Can you put down a, a third? Can you give us a third one? See, we're trying to figure out, like, uh, mm. what's your... Well, how about this? How about, what's your favorite fantasy novel? Probably probably this one, right? Because have you read any other ones? <laughs> I guess not. Does Harry Potter count? Harry Potter counts. I'll give you okay. Harry no, Potter. This one, no, this family. one, this one, of course, of okay. course, right. of course. Right. Harry right. Potter. But I should say Anne of Green Gables is like one of six books. So if I were to have to oh, say like yeah. two and three, it would be that Anne of Green Gables and then <laughs> one of the remaining five. All right. Yes. All right. yes. <laughs> uh, I also wanted to point out... Uh, the fans have obviously heard much of your feedback. Remember, everybody else can send feedback, including that this podcast stinks. I appreciate it. But a lot of your podcast or your feedback for the podcast centers around what the Golden Girls. And I'm not sure you're aware of it, but I think it's happened twice now. Will and Grace references have shown up. I'm pretty sure. I yes, that is yes, yes, yes. yes that is true. I've referenced Jack McFarland. Yes, absolutely. Uh, a couple of times, and Golden Girls, because that's just, you can just find a Golden Girls reference just in life in general every day. I mean, it's the best show, and there's always something to be found from Golden Girls, mm. so, yes. It is a endless trove of wisdom. It is, yes. it, it is, yeah. yes. There wouldn't be war in the world if everybody watched Golden Girls. I agree. I mean, it's just so good. It's just just a great show. Okay, so I guess that wasn't a question, but anyway... All right, here's a good question for you. Very important for today. When was the last time you've read aloud? (laughs) Are we going back to school Uh, We're going back to school. We're probably going back to school. If If I were to say the last time I read a book or a portion of a book aloud, probably... Grade school, maybe? Grade school. Ooh, or even damn. high school, I don't really remember. But, you know, school. Yeah. All right. You know, not All in right. my professional daily life. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Very good. Well, we're going to be doing a lot today. Because today we are reading Chapter 15 of Bringing Balance. So Chapter 15, I looked ahead. It is 11 pages. Um, it's got... Okay, so Chapter 15, I did peek through it. Looks like there's going to be a lot of setting in it. Like, hey, look where they are here and there. Maybe not so much excitement. I don't think we're going to see any fighting. Maybe not. I don't know. This is going to be a little bit of a lengthy one. Everybody knows that the 11 pagers, 
they get to about 50 minutes. It's a little rough. A little rough. I really feel for anybody who's listening to this. But uh, um, but if you do look through Chapter 15, we got quite a few drinking breaks. So I think that's oh, going to work out. That is good. I thought we could yeah. just switch oh, off between drinking breaks. Doesn't that make sense? As yeah. long as I don't get the really long one between break, drinking breaks. Yeah, we'll yes. see. We'll see. Okay, well, yeah. And we're okay. gonna, we have two copies of the book. That's right. Two of the five copies known to exist in the world are in the room right now. That's exciting, right? This might be the one I've read. I can't tell. I, I don't know. None it's of the hard, bindings, the bindings are really bent. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll just go with that. Yeah, they, they yeah. don't get taken out. These are the only copies that have the typo on the cover, so I think they're worth extra. I should sign them all, don't you think? Might then if the I die, they could be sold for millions. But I guess if you sign a book, you're supposed to just um, know f- other person's name. It's worth more if it's just blank signed, like just oh, says, like yeah, not too Laura Jeff Armstrong. Yeah. Once yeah. you add, yeah, to Once Jim, add I'm sorry about your dog. You know, yeah, Jeff Armstrong. That's not going to work. That's bad. Okay. So okay. So yeah, I got to sign them, and then when I'm dead, you can sell them. For millions. I mean, I would assume I'll try. Millions, right? I'll try. I'll try. Yeah. I know everybody in our audience today would buy one. Am I right? Am I right? I should point out we're in the extension studio today, right? We are... We've outgrown the original space. Yes. 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 Well, we, we to like to put on a show when there's a guest on, so... Oh. And this is the first How time. wonderful. Yes. So we're upstairs. Exciting. So anyway, I don't see... I don't have any other notes. I'm saving your chapter 14 feedback for next week. So we're not going to read your feedback. Oh, so yeah, chapter 15, not exciting. Lots of setting. Um, there's a fun surprise at the end that we'll get to. Don't look, don't look. Oh, I didn't. I'm oh, yeah, looking. this is I'm exciting, not. though. But um, anyway, why don't we go ahead and dive in to chapter 15. Okay, so let's get started. But first, Laura, we have a chapter with many drinking breaks in it. So why don't you tell the audience what you'll be drinking today? I am drinking a delicious Cabernet Sauvignon. Wow, snooty. I know. That very does sound very, very snooty. snooty. Oh, I know. my goodness, yes. Um, You're classing actually, this place up. I am trying to class it up a little bit. Yeah. No, uh, my brother got it for me for my birthday. Uh, it's called Earthquake. Ooh. It's quite delicious. All right. All I'm right. a wine kind of girl. Is so. it jammy? It, it's certainly jammy, Can yes. You taste the tannins? tannins. Does it have legs? It's blackberry jammy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite delish. Well, to not get too classy, I'm drinking another glass of Wild Turkey, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey on the rocks, right? I, uh, You know what? And I think I mentioned this last time. It's on sale in Ohio right now if you get the non-101. This is not 101, I hope. But it's not 101, I don't think. So anyway, yeah. I'm going to do a little of that while we read this book, right? Delicious. Yes, exciting. So Laura went ahead and figured out which section she didn't want to read because it was too long. So apparently... She is going to start reading for us today. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'm going to read along so I can point out if she misses a quality typo here. So. Okay. Oh, and please feel free to comment on the characters because they're all kind of hateable. <laughs> oh, I'm enjoying it. I all like right. all the characters. All right. Okay. Shall we begin? Yes, please. Okay. Please do. Please do. Aaron woke early the next morning feeling once again refreshed thanks to being able to sleep in an actual bed. After shaking the confusion from her head concerning where she was, she managed to pull herself out of the warm covers. That's tough. (laughs) The small room was empty except for the bed she had slept in alone and a small dresser. Oh, where's Stephen? Not shacking up here? Mm, We'll find out. (laughs) Despite the unfamiliar surroundings, Erin felt a warmth about not only the room but the whole house. When she found her way downstairs to the kitchen, she was greeted again by Marissa. The soon-to-be mother had already begun preparing breakfast for the small group. As she entered the room, she found Henry and Margot already awake, talking at the table. She walked over to join them and was promptly presented with a bowl of oatmeal and a cup of tea. Ooh, that sounds delicious. I think oatmeal's the stew of breakfast. That might be. A (laughs) one-pot meal? (laughs) Where's Wilson? Aaron asked after a sip of the soothing warm liquid. Do you remember who Wilson is? 
Yeah, Marissa's husband. Okay, wow, wow. Yeah. You are on top I of your remember. characters. I've, right. I've, I've listened to all of your episodes. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Let's start again. Yeah. Where's Wilson, Aaron asked, after sipping... Oh. Let's start that again. again. Try again. Try again. Where's Wilson, Aaron asked, after a sip of the soothing warm liquid. He's already off to work, dear, Marissa said. He'll be home this evening, of course. Aaron turned back to the soothed... Aaron turned back to the two seated mages. What's our plan today? Margot and I are are going to scout the area around the palace, Henry explained. I think it's best for you and Stephen to stay here today. So Stephen's still sleeping? Well, the next sentence. Okay. <laughs> What's best for me? Asked the groggy young man who appeared through the doorway. Stephen's the groggy young man. Yes, he is. Henry repeated himself that you and Aaron stay here today. Nonsense, Stephen said, sitting down at the table while oatmeal was thrust before him. Thank you so much, he said to Marissa. Aaron found his overly polite persona charming. Aww. Yeah, we're staying with you, Aaron said. No, it's too dangerous, Henry insisted. I'll tell you what's dangerous. Two wanted criminals wandering around an unfamiliar city alone near the best guarded location in the kingdom, Stephen encountered. I'll be coming with you, of course. Aaron should join us if she wishes. She nodded in agreement. Henry frowned at the idea, but Margot was more accepting. He's right, Henry. We'll need him. After everyone finished eating, they packed up what they would need for the day and regrouped in the kitchen area. Marissa had prepared them some scones to carry with them as they traveled. Scones, huh? Yum. What do you think of that? That sounds delicious. Nice. I like a nice scone. What's your favorite flavor scone? Uh, I don't know. I like those ones that are like citrus, when they have like a citrus in them. Like a orange or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. They're all good. (laughs) Each took one and slid it into their pockets. Before leaving the house, Margot stopped everyone for a moment. I'm going to cast a small spell on each of you and myself. It's a minor puzzling spell that will make us a little harder to recognize and a little less memorable, she explained. If someone is looking specifically for us, like each other, Or if we know each other, it will have no effect. Strangers, however, will find us completely uninteresting. Ooh, clever. Yes. The mage started with Aaron, closing her right hand in front of Aaron's face and opening it quickly, exposing her palm. (laughs) Aaron felt a slight tingle on the tip of her nose, but she noticed nothing else. She repeated the action on the two men. When she performed it on herself, Aaron giggled at how ridiculous the mage looked. All right, let's go see what we can see, Henry announced, opening the door and stepping outside. The others followed him out, Aaron trailing behind. As she was about to leave, Marissa called her with a whisper. Aaron, she said, I know why Stephen looks familiar. I like the whisper. You caught that ahead of time. That's nice. Why, she asked. Marissa dropped a coin in her hand. What's this for? Just have a look, Marissa urged, smiling. The coin was a little round silver disc that looked like coins in Aaron's world. The face she was looking at featured a flag and some words. Flipping it over, there was a profile of a man in a crown with the words one kinglet above his head. The profile, however, looked very similar to Stephen. Oh. Hmm. Foreshadowing. Uh, Foreshadowing. We have a lot of Stephen foreshadowing in this book. (laughs) (laughs) Off you go, Marissa said, hurrying Aaron off out the door. Outside, she found the other three waiting for her. All set, Henry asked, faking annoyance. Yeah, sorry, I'm ready, she said, dropping the coin into her pocket. She could think of no reason to point out this coincidence to anyone before talking with Stephen. She also made a note to herself to return the coin. Oh, that's nice. Drinking break! Oh, yay! I got to drink that whole section, though, so... Yeah, it's a break for mm. me. That was long. Whatever. That wasn't long. <laughs> that was page, two pages, two pages. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hey, I'm new at this, all right? Okay? <sighs> all right, so what do we got next? 
You ready? You ready for me to dive in here? Following along. Hmm. Stephen led the troop deeper. Is that how you spell troop? Oh, yeah. It looked fine to me. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. It's the T-R-O-U-P-E. Is that English? Is that English? The troop. I think so. The troop. Yeah. I'm not English. Anyway, Stephen led the troop deeper into the city since he was the only one amongst them that had any familiarity with it whatsoever. Henry had never visited a major city within the world of magic, and he wished quite and he wished quite quickly that's a tongue twister (laughs) that he would have okay Mm. and he wished quite quickly that he wouldn't have to visit again the streets were more congested than he would have liked people simply walking to their jobs made up the majority but there was significant horse and cart traffic most he guessed were merchants bringing their product to market Stephen explained... Oh, so this is told from Henry's perspective, huh? Right? Henry, yes. yes. He's thinking, all right, all right. Do you notice that between drinking breaks? I do, yes. Yes, you pointed out quite a bit. I do. Well, I think I'm pretty clever for that. I agree. Yes, and I... I don't know if you'd understand me being a major author. Oh, I've never written a book. Published. I I agree. I know. I understand. I understand. That's my published book, Flapping. And this is his other published book. That's right. The other copy of it. Nice. All right, let's go. Here we go. Stephen explained to them that they'd be traveling inside the Inner Ring, the oldest area of the city. The Inner Ring was named for the ancient wall that encircled the city's center and once served as defenses. However, the city had long since spilled out over the wall and and it was now present only as a tourist attraction. However, only a limited number of ways to get through existed. They'd have to pass through one of the four gates. Henry wasn't overly concerned about the gates. They would most likely... Oh, screensaver, that's bad. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) where was I? Henry wasn't overly concerned about the gates. They would most likely have some guards present, but Margot's spell combined with the sheer number of people passing through should allow them to go unnoticed. In addition, they had no plans to cause any sort of excitement today. Wow, that really hooks you on this chapter, am I right? (laughs) After half an hour of walking, ugh. (laughs) All right. Uh, Of walking on the flat streets of the city, the wall of the inner ring came into view. Made of irregular stones and mortar, it stood three stories high and stretched away in either direction. Gardens were planted in front of the wall, but many were in disrepair. The blight seemed to have struck many of them, leading to fenced-off areas of dark mud. Rather than make any sort of conspicuous effort to instruct his companions on how to act, that was a long half a sentence, Stephen kept marching right up to the gate and through with everyone else in tow. Henry noted that Aaron wore a somewhat worried face, but nobody around them seemed to notice. Once through the gate, she hurried to the front of the group to walk next to Stephen. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> you walked right through, she said in a concerned voice. You didn't even warn us. Well, why not? We're not doing anything, he said. We are literally going sightseeing. Nothing more. He shrugged innocently. Besides, wouldn't stopping to talk look more suspicious? Henry snickered as he eavesdropped. <laughs> He's right, of course, Henry added. The inner ring seemed a great deal more congested to Henry. When he thought more about it, the densely settled old city made sense because there was probably very little planning put into the city when it was first built as a walled town. And for years, people must have wanted to stay within the safety of the walls. That was a a run-on sentence there. Yeah, A lot of W's. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm good with alliteration, so it's fine. The area reminded him of the congested downtowns of cities in his homeworld that he had visited. He glanced at Margot to see if she showed any emotion about the city, but she continued looking around as if unfazed. He couldn't help staring at the mage next to him a little longer as she looked in the other direction, taking in the beauty that had struck him the first time he had ever had seen her. Aww, Aww. that was a little... That was little, nice. That was a little much. <laughs> She eventually turned and noticed him asking, turned and noticed him asking, what? 
Oh, nothing, Henry said, turning his eyes straight ahead again. Drinking break! <laughs> I should say that I don't think we've encountered typos yet in this chapter. I, I don't think we have. I, I oh. think we would have pointed them out. This is we, like a banner chapter yeah. for typos because oh, it's already yeah. long. I think that one sentence I read was a run-on, though. The one with all the W's? Yeah, yeah. When it was first of all town, comma, and for years, people, oh my god. Yeah. A lot of commas yeah. in there. There's sentence. a because, there's a, lot there's of commas. a, what, a, a conjunctions. Yeah. Yes. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. Not, not good at all. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh, we got a place name coming up. I'm so excited. Uh oh. All right, start reading. Okay, my turn. Yeah, did you have a drink? I did, yes. Right, let me make sure I have enough. Okay, you have another one. Yeah, that's good. That's some. If you've never had bourbon before, it's great. Unless you're underage, then it's terrible and never drink it. Yeah, you shouldn't Don't start. listen. This Don't start. this podcast has swear warnings on it, so you shouldn't be listening. All right, go ahead. Fair enough. <laughs> Finally, the arrived at the boulevard. Typo. Yes, number one. As soon as I point out, there's none. Wow. <laughs> and I get to read it. Okay, finally, the arrived at the boulevard along which the palace could be found. The road ran along the banks of a wide, meandering river, which Stephen identified as the Ellen River, or Elan? I'd say Elan. Elan, okay. Elan I just want to river. point out that that's I did true. use the word meander properly, and that's how... That's one of the questions fair. that got me disqualified from the state finals in the National Geography Bee in seventh grade... That's right. We were just talking about that. We were yes. meander. Meander. See, meander. See, I should take a picture of this and like mail it to my dad. Tweet your, and be uh... like, hey, see? I know what it means now. <laughs> I used it in a sentence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Okay. We'll start again. The road ran along the banks of a wide meandering river, which Stephen identified as the Elan River. The boulevard eventually diverged from the river as the group approached the palace. Aaron noted that the area seemed quite heavily policed. Ah, an Aaron section. That's good. Soldiers similar to those she had seen when rescuing Margot were stationed along the street. As the reached the... <laughs> <laughs> ah. Typo two. Well, see, those thes, they just pass right through they, a spell the check. The spell check, yeah. Ah. As the reached the fences of the palace grounds, the soldiers became more frequent and were joined by far more menacing mages in their red capes. She began feeling uneasy again, but Stephen seemed to take no notice of the presence of the magistrate's men. The palace could be seen across the wide lawns and gardens. Aaron thought it looked similar to pictures she had seen of English or other European palaces. The two-story brick and stone building in the distance looked as regal as any she had seen in books. She found it disturbing, though, that she would be trying to enter the palace tomorrow. Okay, that's the first we've heard of that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a surprise. So I guess we know what happens All right, tomorrow. Let's continue. <laughs> they walked past the main gates of the palace, which were open to allow the surprisingly busy foot traffic onto and off of the palace grounds. Aaron wondered if they might just walk through the front gate. There were soldiers and mages at the gates, but they seemed to only occasionally check people. After they had passed by the gates a few steps, she asked Stephen, Could we just walk in? No, I think the people just walking through have some sort of pass, probably magical. Ooh, magical Ooh. passes. <laughs> the guards must somehow know not to check people, he explained. Not to check some people, he explained. Margot spoke up, pointing across the boulevard. Why don't we stop at that cafe across the street? It has a beautiful view of the area, and it'll give us a chance to talk. Good idea. I could use a drink, Aaron added. Yeah. I thought right. Aaron was underage. Oh, she is, but she's oh. had plenty to drink here. Okay, I wasn't sure That's another she was reason why Henry's drinking. a bad person, is he encourages underage drinking. Well, you know, and she's in a different world, so there's different rules, maybe. Maybe? True, I suppose, you but know. if you were looking after an 18-year-old and took her to no. Europe, maybe you'd be like, hey, I know you can get beer, but just lay off it, you know what I mean? Yeah, try to be a good influence. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Can you still drink beer at 18 in Canada? I don't know. We used to be able to. We used to be able to. I don't know. I thought it was 19. Is it 18? Oh, maybe 19. I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. No, no, I don't know. I don't know either. It's been a yeah. long time since that's been it's a been concern. It's been a minute, yeah. We go to Canada, <laughs> but we're in our 40s, so it's different. <laughs> Good idea. I could use a drink, Aaron added. The four tourists crossed the boulevard, which saw mostly coach and carriage traffic, and walked to the little cafe. Margot, with her forward attitude, demanded a seat by the window, and the four Sassy. settled in to sit... The four settled in to wait for some drinks. Yes, well, good for her. You gotta have someone with some, you know, (laughs) some guts. I don't think we can sneak in the front gate, Henry said. It's well-staffed. Are there any other ways in? Well, there's the river, Margot offered. I would guess they would have that, they'd have that guarded too, don't you think? Henry asked. Margot simply scowled at him. Isn't there a delivery entrance or something, Aaron asked. I think so, but I would guess that it is also well-guarded, Stephen said. Oh! Drinking break! Oh, there's so much excitement. Do you like that lame foreshadowing that they were going to go into the palace tomorrow? That they were going to go tomorrow? in tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the first I heard of that. Yeah. That had not been brought up yet. That was no. nice. Ugh. <laughs> see, do you see why I moan and groan at this as I read it? Well, I found two typos in my um Yeah, that my was section. bad. That was bad. <laughs> that must have been getting a little on in the night, or I'd had that was yeah. on my third beer trying to Could be. knock Could out be. this chapter. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It is November. People are writing their books right now. Ooh, good luck. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> mm, all right. This is the long uh segment here. Ah, damn it. So all right. just take your time. All right. Here we go. The four sat thinking while their drinks were brought over. Looking around the cafe, Henry didn't see many other patrons. Oh, Henry. It's a Henry section. It's working out nicely. Being that they had sat... We could do voices. Do the dialogue back and forth. I think we're like halfway through. I think we're... Yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good. (laughs) All right. All right. Being that they had sat down during the awkward stretch between breakfast and lunch, he wasn't surprised. Is it brunch? It could be. I know we both hate brunch. Brunch freaking stinks. Everybody likes you know, it's, brunch. It's, it's I, sometimes I want a hamburger, and I got to wait till three thirty because yeah. freaking brunch hasn't ended. That's not cool. God. So they're probably yeah. at brunch. Sunday is the worst day of the week because brunch is a brunch. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can all go to hell yeah. if you like brunch. <laughs> it sucks. All right. Uh, being that they had sat down during the during the awkward stretch between breakfast and lunch, he wasn't surprised. The little restaurant had a handful of small tables and a display case showing off various pastries. Ooh, yummy. So I guess this cafe probably has coffee. Probably. Yeah. There's no drinks. Well, you know, maybe. Nothing like after you have a long walk, a big cup of coffee. Yeah, a nice pastry. (laughs) Their waitress showed little interest in them, preferring instead to talk with the young man behind the display case. Where is this temple you talked about, Henry asked Stephen. Few doors down, he replied. Uh, okay, I have real trouble with the page turns. Oh, I will, that was good. Will that have guards too? Aaron asked. Stephen shrugged. After sitting a while longer, see now that's just two separate words. That's, oh, it is. Yes. It this is. was a big topic. It was last week. I don't know if anybody heard that. <laughs> I, I don't know. After sitting a while longer in silence, Margot said, "All right, so we don't have any plan." Why don't we go see this temple and find out if it offers us any inspiration? The four stood to leave, and Margot paid the waitress at the counter while the with a kinglet, I bet. <laughs> Pro- <laughs> yes, yes, probably. <laughs> while the others exited the tiny restaurant, despite the pleasant sunny weather, Henry was beginning to feel depressed by their lack of an obvious plan. He knew they needed to get past the fence, but he couldn't think of any sensible strategy. Like Stephen had said, the temple was only a short walk away from the north, away north, was only a short walk away north of the palace gates on the same boulevard. Okay, despite the name Temple of Colors, the building was made of a cold white stone. Henry thought it looked like many Gothic cathedrals he had seen in pictures, only not quite so overwhelmingly large. The doors at the top of a dozen steps were propped open, and a smiling man in a rainbow-colored gown, or man in a gown, huh, stood at the entrance. Is that like, what do you mean a gown? 
I I thought since they're at a temple that you met something priestly, like some sort of religious mm. frock. And the temple of colors, and he's in a rainbow gown. It kind of ties wow. together. Instead, I'm seeing, I wrote I'm seeing in... the correlation. You are not. No? Well, I mean, <laughs> now I'm just picturing a crossdresser. So this is clearly just oh, a crossdresser. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was going more for a Not a passable figure, one either. A okay. smiling man is pretty clear there. True. Ah, all right, okay, all right. okay. When the four reached the top, the comically dressed man... Greeted them. Wow, that's mean, huh? Right? Kind of. I mean, kind of. You shouldn't be little people who have. No, that's that's their. It's cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the Temple of Colors, previously home to the Order of Keepers. Please come in. Is this your first visit? Um. Yes, Stephen said. Wonderful. Please enjoy the exhibits within. The man cheerfully stated. Inside, the temple's name suddenly appeared far more appropriate. Oh, okay. Okay. The stained glass windows, as if helped by magic, filled the... I love how everything could just be helped by magic. That fixes That's a lot just, of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, as if helped by filled the mostly white surfaces of the interior with every color imaginable. Henry was dumbstruck by the effect. Glancing at Margot with his jaw hanging down, he was frustrated that she showed little sign of being impressed. Stephen also did not seem phased, but Henry wasn't surprised since the young man had visited the building before. Aaron, on the other hand, seemed to have seemed to have the same reaction as Henry. This place is amazing, Henry exclaimed. Where would they hide a tunnel here? Margot asked, unimpressed by her surroundings. I believe it's through the door at the front, Stephen said, pointing to an archway at the far end of the building. Wouldn't the front be where you came in, though? Or is yeah, that like in a church? Is think... the altar the front of the church? Well, it is a temple. Yeah. With a re- guy in a religious frock. So, so is that the front? Be. I don't know. That's bad wording. Whoever wrote this should be slapped. <laughs> All right. Uh, I believe it's through the door at the front. I'm pointing an arch. Four march down the center aisle of the temple, flanked by uncomfortable backless benches made of the same white stone that composed the walls. Bleachers. All right. Bleacher seating. This Bleachers. is not a religion I'm a fan of. <laughs> when they reached the front, Henry glanced around as Stephen pulled on the door. Henry noted a family of three walking along the side walls of the building, looking at small exhibits in glass cases, and an older woman sitting alone amongst the empty benches. Henry swore she winked at him as his eyes met her. Just her. Just her. Okay, met not her. hers. Well, I think that counts as a typo. It should be as his eyes met hers. Mm-hmm. All right. It's locked, Stephen said. Henry shrugged. Not surprised. Let me check one thing. He held his hand against the door and closed his eyes. Slowly, he let a probing energy enter the door, looking for any sign of another magic. As he moved through the door's thick wood, he barely touched a guarding magic that someone had left in the door. Opening his eyes, he said, There's a spell on this door as well. Also not surprising. He turned away from the door and looked back into the temple in frustration. The older woman had risen and was signaling to him. Henry looked side to side before pointing at himself and mouthing, Me? Or, well, I shouldn't mouth it, right? So... Alright, the audience saw that. I saw it. Okay. Me saw it. She nodded the affirmative. Leaving the other three behind, he walked over to the mystery woman. She was a short, plump woman who was starting to gray. She wore an exceptional amount of jewelry, reminding Henry of a psychic reader. Trying... <clears throat> Sorry, I read ahead, so I know now. Trying to get through the door, are we? She whispered. That was louder than my <laughs> reading. Was really loud. It was a loud whisper. P- perhaps, Henry responded vaguely. Why do you ask? I thought you might like to know that the door is locked, she said. Well, she said that. Well, she that. didn't whisper that. God damn it. <laughs> well, it was loud, though. It was All cool. Right. It's cool. Yes, we figured that out. With a simple stiction spell, nothing more. Stiction's a word. It's like friction, except stiction. And what is I think they use it in like, mechanical engineering. If I kept up with my, you know field that I got degrees in, I might 
be able to explain it. <laughs> but you just know it works in this context. I'm not even sure it works in this context. Oh my! Well, it sounds good. It sounds good. It yeah. sounds good. And all right. And also, you're not allowed in the tunnel to Keepsake Island, especially now that they've created an entrance to the palace through the tunnel. She continued. Henry's eyebrows raised at this revelation. The older woman smiled again, saying, We've been waiting for her return. Be careful and see to it that it's not in vain. Ooh. Ooh. With that statement, she turned and walked out of the temple. When the others joined him, Margot asked, What was that all what was all that about? I think we have our way into the palace, Henry replied. Ooh, you might be burned on this. Could this be... Nope. Got a lot of reading left to do. Oh, burned. It is a burn. So that is a drinking break. No, it is not. Look at the next sentence. No. Margot was confident that Henry would be able... Uh, 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 uh. We're changing. No. We're changing perspective. You have to start reading. That is not what I planned. (laughs) All right. It is a drinking break. That's not a drinking break. Well, we can drink. Oh, no, you have to keep start reading now. Oh, it's a lot to read. It's not that bad. Not that bad. All right, uh, we're going we're gonna to have a drinking break, but through the magic of the pause button, I'm going to get more bourbon. All right, we're having a little argument about the drinking break, but I'm pretty sure this is right. Uh, this has happened it is, before. It's wrong. It's right. You have to start reading. You only have two and a half pages. I have, yeah, well. Two and two-thirds. Right? Mm. 2.6 mm. repeating. Okay. All right. The four emerged from the temple feeling far better about their plans. Margaret was confident that Henry would be able to overcome the door's spell as he seemed rather familiar with the spell itself. Avoiding an attempt to walk through the gates seemed to have put Aaron at ease. The off-worlder had seemed considerably more anxious to Margot of late. <laughs> and with good reason, Margot thought to herself. They had a reasonable, even achievable plan for getting into the palace. However, nobody had presented an idea as to what should be done once they retrieved the second half of the balancing stone. It had been assumed that they'd return it to the island, but the plan faded after that step. The plan faded away after that step. <laughs> and then everybody in the palace can just walk through that tunnel and go get it again. And go get it. Yeah. Yeah. It seems reasonable. <laughs> All these ideas were running through Margot's head as they walked along the boulevard. The thread of concern was interrupted when Henry grabbed her wrist while walking next to her. Without turning to look at her, Henry whispered, I think we're being followed. Nice. You get all the whispers that are, like, uh, preluded with whisper. That's not fair. When I read it, I Whatever. have to go back. Whatever. You ugh. called a fake drinking break, that was and now a I have to break. read two and a half oh my pages, God. so oh whatever. My God. Oh, my God. Okay, well, you know, we'll continue. We'll continue. <sighs> Margot frowned at the news. Stephen and Aaron, who were ambling in front of them, had not heard Henry. Where are they, Margot asked, referring to the people tracking them. One is directly behind us. Oh, there's no quotes in front of one. Okay, one is <laughs> one. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. One is directly behind us, and another is across the street, keeping pace. He explained. Stephen, Marco said suddenly, stopping in her tracks. Aaron and Stephen both turned and walked a few steps back to the pair of mages. Margot reached into her cloak and produced a small coin purse. She handed it to Stephen, saying quietly. I just need to look like we're doing something because Henry thinks we're being followed. Stephen took the purse without looking away from her and began looking through it. Without looking up, he said, Behind you? Yes, and across the street, she replied. It must have been the older woman from the temple, Aaron offered. I doubt it, Henry said. But she did talk to me, and they are probably aware of who she is. They might be following us simply because she spoke to us. So what do we do, Aaron asked, sounding frightened. We just need to lose them. Stephen, take us down a side street in two blocks or two. Two blocks or so. (laughs) Then we just need to turn down one more street and enter the first place of business we see. I can do a little trickery at that point, Margot said. 
Stephen nodded and started off with Aaron rushing to catch up. Margot looked across the street at the palace ground to inconspicuously catch a glimpse of their tracker. Sure enough, she saw a lone man nearly Ooh. keeping place, pace with them, although he was looking forward rather than looking across at them. She knew that if two were tracking them poorly, there could be another doing a better job at remaining anonymous. Oh, Wait, it could be what? a third person. Yes. So two of them they know about. Okay. Okay. So this is the excitement for this chapter is them being Ooh, followed. I think. And I get to read it? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. All right. After a few blocks, Stephen turned and headed down a side street away from the palace grounds. She could see a short way down the down the the street dead ended into another <laughs> road running parallel to the palace boulevard. Oh, that is there's Rough. like a space, an extra space there, too. I know, with the there space too. between dead <laughs> dash space ended. Oof. That was a rough one. Ooh, yeah. She didn't have a good way of hiding herself to look behind her, so she merely assumed that they had retained at least one tail. Tail of somebody following you. Yeah, I know. Oh. I know. So, okay, okay. So there's <laughs> someone still following. Okay. Yeah. At the dead end, Stephen turned right again. Immediately on the group's right after turning was a dingy bar. Margot ushered them into the door and remained outside alone for a moment more. She imagined the sight of the four continuing down the street and taking the next right in her head. She had little time for details, so the illusion she knew would not be ideal. She exhaled slowly with her eyes closed and released her spell, quickly Diving into the bar. Oh, into the dive bar, huh? The dive bar. Diving <laughs> into the dive bar. <laughs> Once inside, she moved to the window beside the door and watched as three stern-looking men briskly walked by, apparently fooled by her small magic. Oh, see, there was another tale. See, there were three yes, of them now. Yes, there were. Okay, Ooh. okay. Whoo, she said, turning back to her companions. They had not made a peep since entering. Looking around, Margot realized why they were quiet. The bar's patrons were all exclusively soldiers, presumably off-duty. Hmm. Margot, knowing how to keep her cool, confidently walked up to the bar and said, A round of drinks for my companions and I, please. The bartender nodded and went off. Went on filling in the order. <laughs> on, off, whatever. On, off, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> The other three approached the bar more timidly than Margot had. She knew Henry to be quite poor at keeping a low profile, but she hoped the other two would do better. An older officer sitting at the bar in a worn uniform began to stare at the group curiously. Margot turned to gift him with a cold, menacing stare. But she realized that he wasn't looking at her or Henry. All right, all right. Was turned to gift him with a cold, menacing I, stare. I, Is that a I typo? Got it. No, I got it. I or got it. Or do you think it. I meant that when I wrote it? Turned, gift or give, I think it would work. To give him with. Well, it's the with. Oh, it's with. Yeah, that's true. See, so you can't say give him with. I think I figured him. out a way to add a word to my word Probably. count that night. Probably. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, okay. Uh, excuse me, the old soldier said, but you look very familiar. I'm afraid you're mistaken, Aaron said nervously. No, miss, I was referring to you, lovely as you are. I was talking to your... T oh, excuse me, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, you're good, you're good. Keep okay. No, miss, I wasn't referring to you. I wasn't referring to you, lovely as you are. I was talking to your tall friend here, he replied. Have we met before, son? I highly doubt that, Stephen replied. I think we may have. Did you by chance grow up around here? Perhaps I remember you as a young boy. The soldier par Blah. Okay. You had some words there. <laughs> I am. I think we may have. Did you by any chance grow up around here? Perhaps I remember you as a young boy, the soldier pressed. Others in the bar were now fixed on the exchange. Yes, sir, I did, Stephen acknowledged. The, the soldier smiled wryly. I thought that might be the case. Turning to the bartender, he called out, Barkeep, their drinks are on me. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir, Stephen said. Ah, there's no need for you to address me as sir, he said, smiling. Just as their drinks were being delivered, yelling could be heard in the street. Their yells had something to do with a search. 
All four, including Margot, had frantically looked around for another way out. There's a back door right behind the bar, the old soldier said. Quickly now, he urged. The bartender wordlessly opened the door to the back room, ushering the now fugitives through. After Margot, the last, had entered, the bartender slammed the door. Henry had already crossed the kitchen area they found themselves in and pulled open another door leading to an alleyway. Ooh. Drinking break. <laughs> that was a long segment. That was not that long, right? Pretty long. It was Pretty kinda, long. There was a lot of awkwardness in that with the wording, I think. Some of that was... Uh, I don't know. It's okay. That was kind right. of exciting. They were being chased. Yeah. I mean, it didn't come to anything. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. No. I don't think it's gonna. I just read the no. first sentence. Did oh, you get oh. your drink in your drink break? No. Mm. Oh, man. 45 minutes. Woo! Let's wrap it up. All right. Oh, I got a nice short Yeah, short and I have section. to finish it, so. Okay. Oh, this isn't that long, please. Mm. All right. The walk back to the home of Wilson and Marissa was not without its oddities. Neither Henry nor Margot gave any sign or signal that they were being followed anymore. But Aaron did notice some unusual behavior. On occasion, when they would pass a soldier either walking or stationed at the inner ring or near a random building, they would take particular interest in Stephen. Up oh, foreshadowing. Oh. All right. Sorry, screensaver. Had to fix it. Uh, often they would smile. Occasionally they would nod. One older officer appeared to almost bow. Aaron was starting to suspect a much stronger association between Stephen and the man imprinted on the coin than simple coincidental similarities. Ooh, some big words right there. Yeah, two in a row. By early afternoon, the four arrived back inside Marissa's kitchen. The pregnant woman greeted them warmly and insisted they sit for a late lunch. It's because they had brunch earlier. Oh, yeah. So yeah, they can't right. have Between lunch too early. Lunch yeah, right. right, right. When she joined them at the table, Aaron took the opportunity to awkwardly return the money she had given her that morning. Oh, thank you, she said cheerily. Drinking break! See, that oh, was a quick that was section. quick. Yes. That was very quick. I just plowed through that, but I'm very excited about this next section. Oh, and I get to read it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I know why. Yeah? Because Frederick you're ready, appears. <laughs> oh, we are way over that over-under of one and a half. I we mean, are. Frederick again? Jesus right. Christ. Yeah, well, 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 hold on. Let me get well, to it. Well, I mean, it. he's in it. He so. is. Hold on. Okay. Right. Frederick sat in Philip LaFleur's office when he first heard the news. Do you picture these people having offices in the world of magic? That's kind of weird. Yeah. I guess they It hasn't been to... mentioned before, but I they mean, would. I mean, they're running the world, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. The pair had been discussing ideas about where Henry and Margot had disappeared to after the escape. Frederick's avarice toward Henry was the only thing keeping him from a far more severe reprimand by the magistrates. Yeah, avarice. It's a big word, avarice. Yes. Yeah. In mid-conversation, a knock came on at the office door. Yes, what is it, Philip said. A young mage entered the opulent office and nervously started... Sir, Henry McAllen, your man, Margot LaFleur, had been spotted in the city, Philip's eyebrows raised. I think there needs to be an apostrophe there, Philip's eyebrows raised. (laughs) Yeah, it's a typo. (laughs) (laughs) The mages, along with the girl and the unknown man, paid a visit to the Temple of Colors, which is where we first picked them up. We believe they spoke with a keeper. Philip rubbed his eyes with his palms, and I assume you did not capture them? We did not, sir, the nervous mage said. Do you know where they've gone now? he asked. No, sir. They were able to lose our men, the mage answered. Damn it! Why is this so hard for everyone? Philip yelled, rising from his seat. Rising from his seat. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, I had to reread that with the title. Rising from his seat. Frederick rose as well, speaking, I will find them as soon as possible. Yes, yes, you will. Double the guards in and around the temple palace. Excuse me. Hold on. Wait. (laughs) Start again. I was reading the sentence. I know. 
Yes, yes, you will. Double the guards in and around the palace. Post double mages around the palace and at the Temple of Colors, he roared. Sir, we will have them the next time they set foot on the streets, Frederick assured the furious magistrate. You better, Philip responded. I am growing weary of this chase. <laughs> Ooh, and that is it, people. Oh, well, let me ask your opinion. Is the blank page that follows, is this normal? Um, I don't think it's normally numbered. Is it? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. There's, there's well, a like page a of blank with ends, a number on it. Does the chapter always have to begin on the right side? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Well, I... Actually, it doesn't, because I showed you a book See, today. here's another one. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. it's happened. Oh, it, it, it happens, happens in your book. Yeah. Uh, I, I think know. that's oh. up to creative license, 13. but I don't think it should be numbered. I think that number... I'm not sure. I'm not sure. 12. Because there's no 13, writing 12. on All it. All right. The last, like, four chapters ended this way. <laughs> that's fine. That doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess that's the least of the problems with this book. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the plot holes and poor writing alone make it unreadable (laughs) right all right that was it though that's the end of chapter 15 well that chapter was kind of (laughs) lame so do you see what i mean there was a lot of setting in that a lot of a lot of setting boulevards like what street they were on what direction they were going yes there were colors yeah not one of the best in the book, I'm thinking. I think that one maybe was a space filler, right? <laughs> they didn't do anything. They went to a temple and then left. Why couldn't they have acted on that lady's tip, like, right away? I mean, not a discussion it's... question. That definitely not. All right, we have those written down. We have them well prepared because this is a highly produced podcast. We like to provide value and quality recordings to our listeners. So, our listeners. My listeners. I gotta get out of that. I am that listener. Yes. Yes. Hopefully, another one or two of you listen. I don't know. Yes, it's good. It's a good podcast. I don't know about that. Let's not get carried away, right? It's funny. Well, the content might be um, a little bit unfortunate, so... Yeah, so that wasn't the best chapter, I guess. I mean... Towards the end, it got a little exciting because they were being followed. Mm -hmm. The cafe was kind of lame. They looked at the palace. (sighs) I don't know. It just makes me tired thinking about it. All right. (laughs) All right. So let's just move on to discussion. You know what? All right. I did want to ask you. So, all right. After, like, who is your, like, who do you like in this book? Do you like any of the main characters at this point? I kind of like all four of them i i do why wouldn't i like why would i not and oh my god and frederick right apparently he's a main character because this is like no no no, i'm not talking about fry i'm talking he's like like the foursome i know i know what you mean but i'm just saying this is like his fifth appearance it is i was wrong when i continues to show up yes when i thought i just made up a name that wasn't going to be used again and we had we had some good names right the uh what Elan River. The Elan River. That yes. was a good. And the that was a good. Temple of Colors was Temple good. Of yes. Colors. Uh-huh. That one, uh-huh. I think, I did mention in a previous chapter. Oh, did you? Yeah, and that could be Keepsake Island that was mentioned. Okay. In the oh, okay. Chapter. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. It was. Yeah. I'm. I'm really. I good don't know. I don't names. have a favorite. I don't have a person I hate. I just no? sit there. You know. It's, all right, all right. I want to see Henry and Margot maybe, like, you know, reconnect, and maybe Stephen and Aaron will get together. Well, they were spooning, you know. what, last In bed. Last they were, chapter, yes, they were, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think, they, I they think they're good. Okay. I think they're okay. going to be fine. <laughs> good, good. I hope so. I think Stephen and Aaron, though. Mm, yeah, yeah. He's hunky. Getting pretty passionate there. Yeah, well, good. With that good, high good, school good. girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Discussion questions. Okay. All right, so let's see. Our first question. All right, when they woke up at Marissa's house, right? Oh, you know, impertinent to what I was just saying. Aaron slept alone there. Very good, yep, right? Yep. Not, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were served oatmeal and tea, I think, for breakfast. What are your opinions on oatmeal? I did point out I thought it was the stew of breakfast, although I suppose there is something called a... There must be a breakfast stew somewhere. They probably serve it at brunch, you bastards. Oh, Enough with the brunch. brunch. All right. But yeah. Brunch what you, stew. What no. are your opinions 
on oatmeal as a breakfast food. And there was no mention, I should say, of any proteins, right? That's true. Yep. It carbs. Was carbing up. All carbs. Yeah. Oatmeal and tea sounds delicious to me. I mean, that sounds... Makes you fart. Really good. Makes you fart. It does. Yep. You yep. can't have it for like more than like two days in a row. It's rough. <laughs> it is rough. All right. All right. Second question. Aaron was given a coin that was one kinglet. So what are the other denominations in this world if you can have a kinglet? Right? I would say what, like, uh, is it like playing cards? Right, three jacklets per kinglet, right? Because there's oh. jacks, yeah. And an yeah. ace is 50 kinglets. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think that works, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Kinglet, right in with any of your other denominations, huh? Think of some good ones, right? I don't know any other ones. Obviously, kinglet was the first time money has it been... It sounds good, though. I yeah. like kinglet. I like They it. use coins a lot, too, so keep that in mind. I'm guessing this yeah. place is very much like Canada with their loonies and toonies and, loonies and toonies. queens on their money, you know, all that kind of ridiculousness. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just play money. plastic money. money. Yeah, oh, it's right. so fun yeah. to go there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Love it. A, Love a, it. Do they have a queen? It's <laughs> awesome. All right. Question three. Okay. So th- this is actually like a two-parter, and it's about their trip to the Temple of Colors, another fabulous name of a uh, place that I put in this book, right? All right. Uh, So I did mention that they had a door at the front of the church, so or the temple. See, that's just my personal experience leaking in here, but where the hell is the front of a church or a temple? Like, is that... From the outside, it's the entrance. It's the door. Right, yeah, right. But once you're inside, is the front, like, where the altar is? Maybe. I don't know. You would think because that's where you go Because that's like where the, like... the stage is, right? Where the magic happens. Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. But, or we're told that's where the magic happens. I think that's how that works. <laughs> yeah. That's religion for you. Yes. All right. And would you, you know, second part, who would in their, who in the world would be a member of a religion with... Benches with no backs on them. Oh, my God. That's like just going to like a soccer game. Listen, I had to go to Catholic church growing up, as yeah, did me you. me too. I did too. Those pews were not pews. comfortable, but at least you could they had a slouch back. in yeah, between. Yeah, they had a back and a kneeler, yeah. so you could like put your feet on them and like slouch. You know what, though? Slouch. This, yeah. These, this temple of colors people, they might be onto something. Because, yeah, I would get pretty sleepy at uh, Catholic Church, you know, with the backs oh. on the benches, though you can just fall asleep. With these right. backless ones, you you're going to no fall choice. on the ground. You have, yeah. to, you have to, like, stay yeah. at attention the yeah. whole time. And then somebody's going to come over it. and slap you on the wrist or whatever, I think. I assume. Yeah, a nun. Yeah, a little corporal Pro- a punishment. Nun, probably. Yeah. Some yeah. nuns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think yeah. I'd want to be Fair part enough. of this religion. This Fair sounds enough. like a pain in the ass, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so those are our three discussion questions for the week. Ooh, if you have answers, it doesn't seem fair to make uh, Laura here write in with discussion question answers this week. Since I have... She I was here for in. reading it. I don't yes. tell you my thoughts on I've them. I've given you my answers I pretty so. much. I yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So write in. Someone else needs if to If you want to write answers. in, send feedback, you can go to jeffreadshisbook.com. Right there on the side, there's three ways to contact me. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Fortran Jeff. Or you can send me an email at jba at sdf.org. Or if you're a huge dork, you can contact me on Mastodon at jba at mastodon.sdf.org Laura, do you have any idea what Mastodon is? No. Awesome! I have never heard of it until you mentioned on your podcast. That is because Laura is not a huge dork unless we're talking about Golden Girls. Oh, (laughs) such a Golden Girls dork. (laughs) Yes, so write in because I won't have any feedback from this chapter if you don't. I mean, anything you want to say, it's all good here. Um, but I think that wraps it up. Uh, I, you know, I want to give a very thankful expression of my love <laughs> to my wife who showed up today for this podcast. And this is our first special guest. I don't know if we'll have any more, but this has been pretty exciting. It was fun. I yes. had a good time. I'll yes. do it again. Big question. Having read this book before, do you remember how it ends? 
I do not. And I think <laughs> I have said so in previous discussion questions yes, in my answers. You have. That I do not remember either what happens next or how it ends. You called Stephen brain hunky. He and brain he didn't hunky. even do the big brain well, hunky thing. I know, oh, but, you know, you I just, just picture him as a honk. So I just thought he would be, you know, the guy who did the... The feedback loop. Oh my god! Oh my god! I was wrong. Stephen's not magical. He's not magic like I don't know. Magic like sandwiches, of course. You yes, know, we all magic know this. Sandwiches. Book. Anyway, uh, that about does it. If you guys want to follow along, you can always go to jeffreadsbook.com. And guess what? You can buy this piece of garbage in print form, like we're reading from. Or the Amazon ebook, in which case we just read chapter 16, because I don't know how to make an ebook properly. But other than that, uh, that wraps up episode 15. So until next week, keep, keep on, on reading! reading.